This podcast was lovingly produced by the Podcast Refinery. Hey, come on in. Let's close this day. There. It's closed. You got your earbuds in. Are the lights out? This is where you've wanted to be all day. Your head in your own bed. together inside the my head in the bed podcast i'm steve and i'm going to talk to you while you drift off now this is not a meditation podcast i'm just going to talk to you you would like some sleep I might tell a story. I just want you to drift off. Let's begin. Father's Day has come and gone. If you're a father, I'd like to extend a belated happy Father's Day. And I hope you got to spend some time with your with your dad. Dads are are precious. Hmm, tonight I'm in the mood to talk about fathers. And perhaps if you miss your father, this will supply some comfort. My father passed away years ago, and uh, I kiss his picture every day. I wake up every morning, and he lives in my heart. And uh, fathers are the rocks of Gibraltars of our lives. And my dad is front and center in my life and I'm very lucky to have had a dad and still have the dad that I have he's in my heart and he's with me every step of the way if you are new to this podcast welcome I'll be getting to two short 
musings slash stories in a few moments. Uh, here we talk about things like this. Uh, you won't hear politics here, religion. You will never hear a four-letter word here. I don't talk about New Age philosophies. I talk, uh, ramble on and on so you can sleep. Perhaps when I tell my stories, they're not so interesting. And the droning of my voice, sleep may come upon you. You can think of me as that neighbor who, he's not really a friend, but he drops by all the time to, to borrow a tool. You give him the tool, he's standing in the doorway and he's talking about, who knows? <laughs> just the mere sight of him going on and on and on induces sleep. Well, you may think of me as that guy. So tonight I'm talking about fathers, but next time I might be going on and on about something else. Hmm. What kind of dad do you have? My father, well, the Ward Cleaver type. I want to relate two stories about my father. The first one took place when I was in kindergarten. My kindergarten teacher's name was Miss Coffee. I'm not joking. I remember there was this one day there were these two workmen wearing coveralls. They were in our classroom. And Miss Coffey announced to us, Okay, boys and girls, there are two workmen in the back of the classroom painting the piano. In order to not cause any commotion or make a mess, boys and girls, please stay away from the back of the room. How's that for my Miss Coffee kindergarten teacher impersonation? Yeah, back in those days, that generation, they would take a beautiful upright piano. They would paint it. Beautiful wood. Beautiful wood. And paint it turquoise or it was teal. So... We played and we stayed in the front of the classroom, uh, not going anywhere near the two men in the back of, in the back of the kindergarten class who were painting the piano. What was it? Maybe 10, 30, 11 in the morning. I was a well-behaved kid. I didn't uh, want to go against uh, Miss Coffee's uh, orders. They were pretty simple to follow. However, my ball or whatever I was playing with rolled back to the back of the room where the two men were painting the upright piano turquoise. And I went back to get my ball. I didn't want to break the rules. So I thought, well, I'll very discreetly get, get the ball and I'll be quick about it. I got the ball and one of the workmen who was kneeling to paint the area down by the pedals turned his head and looked at me. It was my father. 
And he said, hi, son. I thought, what's my father doing? <laughs> Painting the piano in my classroom, in my kindergarten classroom. So I said, hi, dad. And scratching my head, walking away from uh, the piano because I didn't want to be caught in the forbidden zone with this uh, ball in my hand. So I went on about my business and finished the kindergarten day. I remember, you know, in kindergarten, they made they made you take naps <laughs> in the middle of the day on these rugs. You know, I laugh at that, but <laughs> I love taking naps now. But I digress. Um, I never asked my dad about it when I got home that day. I never said, Dad, what are we doing, what are we doing at school today? Why were you at my classroom painting the piano with some other guy? So this memory lodged itself into the nooks and crannies of my cerebellum for decades. And when I was in my early 30s, both of my parents were still alive. I remembered this. I went, I got to ask my father. I got to ask him, well, what was he doing out there? And maybe it wasn't him. Maybe, maybe I dreamt it and maybe it didn't really happen. Maybe it was somebody, you know, like a, a teenage boy who resembled my dad. And maybe I thought he said, hello, son. Maybe it wasn't my father. So I asked my father. I was probably, I don't know, 31. I asked my dad. I said, uh, hey, dad, I, I got this memory. Maybe you can clear it up. And I told him the story about the two workmen painting the piano. And he thought for a moment, and he looked at my mom, and he was trying to remember this event, if it, in fact, was part of his memory. And he looked at me and said, Yep, that was me. I went, Okay. Why were you doing that? Why, why were you there? And my dad looked me straight in the eyes, and he said, You know... I needed the money. Whoa. I couldn't believe it. I needed that money. I said, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Explaining. He said, well, I kind of sort of remember a flyer coming home and with, you know, the list of field trips and stuff and activities in your kindergarten class. And I remember they were offering a couple bucks for people to come in and paint the piano. And I, I had come up a little short that week. And I thought I would pick up a couple bucks from your school. I was, um, I was stupefied. I, I, because I have an older brother, I have a younger sister, and my dad was always employed. He was the gold standard of work ethics. And we had a very nice middle-class family, a house, uh, cars. I mean, there was something we didn't want for anything. We were always, uh, we were just, you know, very suburban American middle-class. Middle and so with the fact that he needed a couple bucks that week, that really uh, 
put some electrodes in my brain. I was thinking, hmm. And he said, I seem to remember your sister needing shoes. That touched me. I mean, my dad was uh, was one heck of a dad. And I'm very happy that I have that memory. I wonder if you're asleep by now. Well, I've got another story about my father, and it makes me look ridiculous. Let me get a little bit of bookkeeping out of the way right here. You can contact me by email. Not now, tomorrow when you wake up. <laughs> my email address is myheadinthebed at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to continue. Maybe you're asleep. I guess I was about 10, and I remember it was a Saturday night because it was the night before Easter. Over dinner, pork chops, applesauce, baked beans, my father had become upset with me. I don't recall what it was I did Maybe I hadn't done a certain chore, but I was in the hot seat, and my dad was, I'm sure, rightfully upset with me. And uh, it pained me greatly. I was 10, like I said. So right then and there, sitting in the chair, wow, writing poetry now, I decided to run away from home that night. <laughs> Of course, I was 10, so there was no pre-planning. Just after dinner, run away from home. So that's what I did. I went down to the basement. I just walked out the basement door, went down the street. Where did I go? I went about, I would say, not even two blocks away. There was a patch of woods between two houses. And I just walked inside there. I didn't even go three feet back. I was like, just inside a little patch of woods, and I sat down. I didn't go far. This was 10-year-old theatrics, of course. When it came time for going to bed, oh, no, where's uh, where's Stephen? Where is, where is Stephen? <gasps> my baby, my baby. My mom probably got all upset, and so they found the basement door wide open. So they called the police. They recruited some neighbors, and everyone's walking around. And from my vantage point, I could see everyone looking for me. <laughs> and no one bothered to come into that little patch of woods. I mean, I saw the county police going up and down, people looking behind trash cans, looking behind cars, looking between cars, knocking on doors. And I'm thinking, my goodness, grown-ups are not that smart. <laughs> Here I am, I'm right here, you know, just a few feet back from the road, from the very road I lived on. And uh, I heard sirens and my mom off in the distance. Oh no, where is he, where is he? Uh, so it got to be about, I'd say 11.20, maybe 11.30 p.m. I figured, well, it's getting cold out here. The jig is up. Let's go back home. 
So I walked back up, walked in the front door, and there were all these cop cars in the driveway, and just walked in the front door, and the police were in there writing in their notebooks, and uh, everyone saw me, and my mom, oh, my baby, my baby. And uh, the police said, okay, happy ending, good night, everybody, happy Easter, and everyone left, the neighbors went home, the excitement was over. My dad looks at me, get in the car. (laughs) What? Just get in the car. Oh, he was not happy. So my brother and my sister went to bed. I guess my mom (laughs) went to bed. And now it's pushing midnight. I wanted to go to bed, but my dad wanted to teach me a lesson, I guess. So he put me in the car, front seat with him. And uh, he started driving down the road, and he was lecturing me, and he was really, he was, yeah, scared the heck out of your mom, you know, this kind of thing, and why did you do this? And he was happy to see me back, but he was not pleased with my theatrics. We drove down the main road in our town. Now, about 20 minutes from where I grew up was and still is a major state university, uh, the biggest one uh, around. And uh, this main drag we were on shoots right into the um, the campus of this uh, university. And of course, it's after midnight, and my dad is still livid with me. He's He's all over me. You know, we're sitting in the front seat, this is back in the days when there were seatbelts in cars, but nobody wore the seatbelts in cars. <laughs> so uh, we're in the middle of this university, this college, and he made a left, and he went back. He's driving. We're the only people on the road right now. And he went back and back by these administrative buildings, and he said, I'll teach you. I'll 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 show you. Where's he taking me? Where's my dad taking me? So. Parks the car in front of this rather unique-looking building and uh, get out of the car. (laughs) So we went inside. We walked up these three steps into the building. Big, burly guys inside this building where there were all these pipes and things and steam controls and levers. And some of these guys had soot on their faces and they're really big and they're muscular and oh my god what are these men going to do to me again i was 10 years old and when i wasn't looking apparently my dad looked at these guys wink wink nod nod well guys what are we going to do about the son of mine what'd your son do ran away from home tonight came home so i brought him down here to you so we can find a solution my knees are knocking. Like, oh my God, what is this place? My dad's gonna leave me here. What is this place? Yeah, worried his mother half to death, ran away from home, and uh, I think you guys know what to do with him, huh? Oh yeah, son, what's your name? Gave him my name. And why did you run away from home? I'm being interrogated by these burly guys, and you know. All kinds of chest hair coming out of their shirts. and My dad said, well, I didn't bring his toothbrush, 
So I hope you guys have a clean toothbrush for newcomers. Oh, yeah. You got plenty of clean, unopened toothbrushes in the back. Did you bring his, uh, did you bring his pajamas? No, I didn't bring his pajamas. Well, I don't know. So my father says, tell you what, would it be okay if I take him home tonight and bring him back tomorrow with his pajamas? Yeah, that'll be okay. And they looked at me again, these big burly guys. And what do you think about not running away from home again? Really worries your mom. I'm thinking, whew, I dodged a bullet. I don't have to, my dad's not going to leave me here. What is this place? Get back in the car, Steven. So I'm like freaking out and I'm like, oh my God. So my dad takes me home. Didn't leave me there, of course. <laughs> so on the way home, I'm I'm getting lectured again about my bad choice. Went to bed. About a decade later, I was uh, on that campus and I thought, you know what? Where's that building that my father took me to? long time ago I bet you I can find it so I kind of tooled my old Volkswagen Beetle around the campus and I followed the road from my memory of course my memory was from when I was a little kid and I noticed some landmarks so I went okay make a left here make a right there okay right there bingo I found the very building that my father had taken me to. In fact, I parked in the exact same parking spot where my father had so long ago parked his car. And I got out of my car, walked up the three steps, opened the door. Sure enough, same place, same pipes everywhere. And not the same guys, but... A collection of burly guys, nonetheless. Big old burly guys. And they looked at me, what are you doing in here? I said, what is this place? Uh, it's where the janitors take their lunch breaks. It's the boiler room. I started laughing. <laughs> My father had taken me to the boiler room where the janitors take their sandwich and coffee breaks and did so to teach me a lesson not to run away from home. <laughs> what are you doing in here? I said, oh, it's, a, it's a long story. Why are you laughing? Well, maybe many years from now, I'll have a podcast. Listen to the podcast. You'll hear the story. Yeah, my dad. Yeah, very funny. Well, I, I never ran away from home again. Fathers are are precious. They really are. There's a, um, a song by Groucho Marx called Father's Day. It's on YouTube, I'm sure. It really is um, a great song for your dad and my dad, too. Dad, I'm thinking about you. And uh, here it is many years later, and you're making me laugh. Maybe these two stories help the people we don't even know to fall asleep. Yeah. Well, I hope you are asleep. Here we are at the end. I want to thank you for listening. You might be in slumberland by now. 
I'm going to leave my email address right here for you to email me tomorrow. Go to bed now, but you email me tomorrow. The address is myheadinthebed at gmail.com. Good night.